Praise the Lord. It is good to hear such good news. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We give you glory and honor. Father, as we share your holy word, we are praying, King of glory, that Lord, this exalted word shall touch our lives, shall lift us this afternoon. May you be glorified, for indeed you have demonstrated yourself as mighty God, blessing people in your own times. Father, building our faith from one level to another. We thank you because of the testimony that you have had this, morning, this afternoon. May you do it according to his own confession. Father, he's trusting you for more. Until he comes to say, thank you, Lord. Continue opening doors in his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. You know, when pastor asked them to say the baby's prayer, I had my two children dedicated in this church. I don't remember saying that prayer, and I was wondering, do I reconsider my position? (laughs) I, I was not the only one. I saw somebody standing long enough after we had sat down. We were still looking at Brother Noba. Maybe he was wondering whether to ask them the secret. But we want to thank God because God has been gracious to us. Praise the Lord. This is January we are celebrating. This is January. This is the first blessing. When Pastor takes a refresh, what, sabbatical leave. I I didn't know he was going to practice in the gym. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) So he's expecting more children, 4KG plus. Praise the Lord. He's expecting 4KG plus. Healthy babies. This year is going to be a lineup. There will be a service for dedication only. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, I want us to share on a subject that I've entitled, A Choice to Make. A Choice to Make. The book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 1 onwards. Reading from NIV, verse 1. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Verse 2, because the power of the Midians was so oppressive, Israel prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. Verse 3, whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. Verse 4. They camped in the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare any living thing for Israel. Neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. Verse 5. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Verse 6, Midian Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Once again, we sanctify your word, Lord. It is exalted. We receive it this morning by faith. Let it minister to each one of us according to your purpose this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says, A thief cometh not but but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. 
in verse 1, there's a word again. In NIV, that is, they have used the word again. That presupposes that uh, this is a repetition of what has been happening. If you look at the book of Judges from chapter 2 onwards, you begin to see a pattern in the life of the Israelites. They are always disobeying God, rebelling. They suffer. Then in their suffering, they remember they come back to God. And as soon as they feel they are comfortable, again they slip back into the same pattern. So every other time, God was giving them a judge to remind them that you are straying from the way of righteousness. And so this was a way of life that they had, they were kind of perfecting. If we move to verse 2, there is something that begins to emerge there. We see that the Bible says, because the power of the Medians was so oppressive, Israel prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain clefts and caves and strongholds. Israel prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain clefts, caves and strongholds. I come from a country that uh, is host to one of the largest refugee camps, Dadab and Kaguma, the two major camps of refugees from Somalia and uh, Sudan. And they've been there, I don't know since when. It has been a very long time because the two countries neighboring Kenya have always had conflicts. Now, these camps started as temporary places for people to stay. And the people who came into these camps initially, they had come as a result of problems, devastation in their countries. Initially, they had problems, but with the time, the camps have expanded. They have become permanent features in Kenya. People have built small homes in refugee camps. People have built schools in those refugee camps. And we have got a whole international body which is dedicated to making them comfortable in the refugee camp. These people have developed a subculture which is far away from what they are supposed to be. They are meant to be in a free country. They are meant to be in a, a comfortable place. But because of difficulties in the refugee camps they find themselves, they have decided to make themselves comfortable. So the, a subculture has emerged that makes them feel it is okay where you are. Such is the situation the Israelites found themselves. Every other time, these people would attack, and these people had dedicated caves, dedicated clefts, and strongholds into which they would run. I am sure... At some time, they must have been fighting over which cave belongs to who. And as is the human nature, the strong ones would grab maybe two caves and they would start rending them out to others. I can see two women fighting that last time this is where my children were sleeping. Why have you come to take this place? You are never in this cave. You are never in this cleft. You are never in this stronghold. Can you look for where you are? They forgot the situation that made them to be there. In their mind, in subconscious, 
they've internalized the fact that this is where I am supposed to be. I need to make this place comfortable. Gideon was born in such a situation. He found himself in a situation where his father was one of the people who were benefiting from the situation. So, the father had some big land and in fact he had dedicated a portion to the temple of Baal and Ashtaroth. Usually, your oppressor will take advantage of the situation in which you are. They will come and make some of you feel a bit superior to the others. You are all suffering, but you feel you are a bit comfortable, so you begin to internalize that aspect and you want to embrace it. You forget to look above the mountains and see where your help comes from. You begin to accept the situation in which you are as being your portion. But this is not the intention of God. God does not want us to remain captives in the situation we are. So when God looked at the situation of the Israelites at that time, he was not happy. Praise the Lord. He wanted them to be freed. At this particular moment, the Bible says they cried out to God for help. And God responded. But I want us to emphasize on the aspect of the subculture that is emerging. Accepting an inferior position as your portion when indeed you're supposed to be in a better place. That is the situation Christians find themselves. Socially, people want to make you comfortable. I have said United Nations High Commission for Refugees is a body. People contribute money. Lots of money. Dollars. So that these people can make you comfortable in your refugee camp. So that you can forget that you are supposed to be out of that refugee camp and be in your own country. A free person. Somebody free to do as you wish. Reaping the full benefits of your nationhood. But you are in a strange land and made comfortable. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 2 onwards, Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Verse 4, Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them that kind of look that begs for so many answers. Praise the Lord. Now this man had a dedicated team of people. Every morning, they would ensure that he is seated in his position. They never offered a different solution. Their purpose, their sole purpose was a devoted exercise to carry him from his home, put him at the beautiful gate. For all these years, the man lived that kind of life, begging at the beautiful gate. It became part of his system. And he perfected the art of begging, the fact that to the extent that he would just look at people and somehow he would com communicate to them that you need to behave accordingly. We have seen them in our streets back home with a cap. In my country, I don't mean any ill feelings, 
Some of them actually come with a tape recorder and put it, cover it with a blanket. And you can see them singing. You think actually they're the ones singing, but it's a tape recorder which is singing. Sometimes you are captured, you want to listen to the music because you are confused. Is this the person singing or no? So you end up giving. So a situation has emerged where they are trying to make themselves comfortable in that situation. Brethren, I am saying, this is not the position that we ought to be as sons of God. Praise the Lord. The devil cannot keep us in life of captivity. In a life of ineffectual Christian life. Just because we are used to it, we accept it. No. There comes a time when you must sober up and ask yourself serious questions. Is this where I am supposed to remain? Is this the portion, God's portion for my life? There must come a time when you must ask yourself such serious questions. This man looked at Peter and Peter walked by. The Bible says they were about to enter the the temple. The man realized if I let them pass here, they will not give me something. So he actually called out and asked for money. Something he never used to do. He would just sit there and people would give money. Then he noticed this, uh, this is another two set of people who don't seem to understand our culture in this place. They seem not to understand that this is how we operate. They're just walking by. And also Peter was surprised when they were called. Because the Bible says they looked at him. They were wondering why he was calling out for money. Praise the Lord. Peter said, but we are going for prayer. It's time for prayer. We should be asking for prayer. The man is asking for money. The two people were from different cultures. One was used to being given. It's not bad to be given. But I'm saying, there comes a time when God wants to move you from that place and you can become an impediment to God's purpose for your life. When God wants to lift you from the state in which you are, you can become an impediment to God's purpose in your life. Because of your mindset, because you have accepted what you are, Because it preaches to you every morning, every evening, every day. And the environment around you is also telling you, reinforcing that message. That you are not meant for anything better than what you are. Praise the Lord. This man was there and Peter said, now my friend, you are used to money. We don't have silver and gold. We don't have. But such as we have. Praise the Lord. Such as we have. And the man looked at them with open eyes. What else do these people have? They don't know that I only want money. Money, dollar. Praise the Lord. That is what speaks to me. Not these other things. And he looked at them with questioning eyes. John and Peter also looked at him firmly and said... In the name of Jesus, rise up. Did the man rise up immediately? Did he stand? I think the Bible says, and Peter helped him with his hand eh? to stand up. Let's, let's go over it. Uh, that for us. Yes. Praise the Lord. He took him by the right hand and raised him. And immediately his angles and his knees and everything became strong. This morning you need somebody to remind you that you need to, to have somebody to help you in that situation if you are weak. Praise the Lord. There are people in our midst God wants to do much in their lives. God wants to use them as instruments to bless the body of Christ. But because for a long time, in their mind, they have said it is other people to do it. 
That message has been reinforced. Because you are never given an opportunity. It makes you feel actually it's other people to preach. It's other people to testify of Jesus Christ. And you sit back. But what you have is a dynamite for the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. This year we want to challenge you brethren. God is about to do something in your life. But you must be willing to be stretched off your feet. And begin to act in the manner that God has purposed in your life. Praise the Lord. God wants to lift people in this church. People who are going to stand. Who are going to minister for him. Who are going to be a blessing to this body. Not just the way we have been doing it. In a unique way. But it will require you to listen carefully to what God is speaking to you. As the sermons go by. Praise the Lord. We need men in the men's ministry. We need women in the women's ministry. Praise the Lord. We need people in other ministries in this church. Where the spirit of God is leading you. Don't sit and wait for others to do it. It is you who is going to make a difference in that ministry. Praise the Lord. And we are waiting so much. I don't know how, how much we are crippled in our lives. In our spiritual lives. But I know there are some people out of lukewarmness. Out of prayerlessness. There's that kind of cripple. The crippling effect in our lives. That is holding us back. But today we can stretch our hands and tell Jesus. I want you to lift me out of this situation. I want to be made complete. Praise the Lord. If we read along that scripture, we see that that man, the moment he felt he was strong, what happened? He lived, he was dancing, he was running. Because something had happened. Other people who were used to going for prayer had never had such a joy. I'm looking forward to seeing those mighty men of God in this church. Those mighty women of God in this church who have been sitting back. God lifting them and being blessed at their feet. Because there are people who are mighty in this church. I know that. And God wants to use you. We are no longer going to allow situations, religions, or experiences in our lives to hold us back. Because he has purpose to do something new in our lives. The subculture of allowing, accepting situations the way they have been must change. If we look back in the book of uh, Judges, we come to our second point, and that is the decision to leave our subculture. The decision to leave our subculture. We have lasted there, we have, we have lived there for so long. We have made our homes in the wrong places. We have made our dwelling place in the wrong places. As much as the devil has been terrorizing us, causing a lot of fear in our lives, Reminding us of our failures. Reminding us of our ineffectiveness. God is giving us an opportunity now. Because in Judges 6, 11, we see something happen. God begins to intervene in the situation to change it. 6, 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in opera. That pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Praise the Lord. The act of threshing wheat on the, in the winepress was again a confirmation of Gideon's mindset. They always were afraid of the enemy. They would hide everything they were doing. Even threshing the wheat, he had to hide in order to do it. So everything in their life was confirming the lifestyle they had been living. But God had decided that there must be a turning, a turn, a turn around of the situation. Praise the Lord. Now, Listen to the way the angel of God approaches this man. He says, mighty man of valor. But the mighty man of valor is hiding. He's doing things in hiding because he's afraid of the enemy. 
But even in that situation, God says, mighty man of valor. Praise the Lord. Because God knows who you, what you are capable of. God knows what is inside you. He knows it is mighty. You can do exploits. You don't need to call down. You don't need to sit back and hold on to what God has gifted you with. Because he has, he has it for a reason. Praise the Lord. For an appointed moment. Who knows why you are in Muscat today? You need to ask yourself these questions. Why am I here in this, at this time? God has a reason why you are in this place. And we all know it is for the furtherance of his kingdom. Praise the Lord. So ask yourself, am I in God's kingdom? Am I working for him now? That is what God wants you to be doing at this moment. Praise the Lord. If we read down there, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, Sorry, verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, Oh my God, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this befallen us? And where, and where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us unto his sons into the hands of the Midianites. Now, Gideon appears to be bitter with the situation in which he is. He has accepted it. He's living it. But deep within him, he knows this is where I'm not... This, this is not the right place for me. Praise the Lord. This is not where I am meant to be. So you can see the response. It is a response of bitterness to the messenger of God. Because he's feeling bad that he has been staying in this wrong place. Where are the miracles that our fathers told us about? If God is for us, and that is the reason why God said, mighty man of valor, because he knows this bitterness, if transformed, it is a mighty fighting spirit. Praise the Lord. That is what God wants you to do today. Praise the Lord. You can no longer continue complaining, why is God not using me the way he's using the other people? Why is the spirit of God not mighty upon me. God knows he has already given you those gifts. Praise the Lord. All he's waiting for is a step of faith from that situation. Praise the Lord. For as long as you accept that situation, God will watch and he will just wait until you make up your mind that this is not the place I'm supposed to be. The moment you decide enough is enough, God will also say enough is enough. Praise the Lord. And things will turn around. If we see the entire story, we begin to realize that God was moving in a mighty way. It was like a mighty engine which was revving, waiting to be set loose. Praise the Lord. That reminds me the first verse of the, of the Bible. Eh? The world was void without form. And the Spirit of God was hovering over it. And he, the Holy Ghost was just waiting for the activation signal. And when God said, let there be, praise the Lord, he went into exercise. That's the same situation we find ourselves in. Over you, the Holy Ghost is just waiting and saying, when will my son take this step? When is he going to take the mandle? I am waiting to affect him. To cause him to be effective in this ministry. I am waiting to make him a mighty soldier in this army. Praise the Lord. When we read down there, after this complaints of Gideon, Gideon did not give up. Verse 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this might. Where has the might come from? The coward who is hiding, he doesn't want to see the enemies observe his operations. Now he's being called mighty. You know, God is amazing. He's not focusing on the weakness of Gideon. He's just looking at the potential of Gideon. Praise the Lord. Gideon is trying to remind him of how useless he is. 
Gideon is trying to tell God of how impossible the mission is. But God is telling him, turn your neck. I am showing you the, the victories that are waiting. Praise the Lord. That is the situation we find ourselves in this place. God is trying to turn our heads to tell each one of us, there is something I want to do in your life. I want to use you in this place in a different way. You have dwelled at this level for too long until you have come to accept this is your portion. You have just been coming for services on Friday alone, but I want you to take another new step in your life. I want you to go further because I have got something to do in your life. Praise the Lord. I have got a mission for you. And God is urging each one of us. When are you going to take this decision? When are you going to take this step? To come out of that closet. That you may begin to be an instrument of honor in the hands of God. In every household. There are instruments of honor and of dishonor. Praise the Lord. Noble and ignoble instruments. If a man gets rid of all this laziness, of all this lukewarmness, of all this prayerlessness, he will make himself a vessel of honor. Praise the Lord. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I serve Israel? Behold, my family is poor. In Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. Well. He's not the first one to remind God of his weaknesses. Moses was there. Praise the Lord. Moses was in the same place. Reminding God of how he cannot talk. Now. The God who created you already knows. Why are you making him a student? When he's coming to you to remind you, he already knows your weaknesses. But he has decided, these weaknesses, I'm putting it aside. What I am seeing in this man is a mighty man of valor. What I'm seeing in this woman is an instrument of honor in the house of God. And I want to make good use of him. Praise the Lord. Look down not upon yourself. If the Lord has not said it, then it is not true. Praise the Lord. If God says you are mighty, even if you are down there, beaten, begin to show yourself mighty. Praise the Lord. Stretch your hand and confess to yourself, I am mighty. And if somebody asks you why, you say, it's because the Lord has said I am mighty. Praise the Lord. It's because he has said I can do it. Not in my own strength, but in his own power. Praise the Lord. As we go down, he says, he has complained, he has told God how small he is. And the Lord said, and the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Praise the Lord. If you look at this conversation, God I mean, if you talk with somebody, you ask somebody, did you watch the match yesterday? And this person is telling you, um, there, there's a sales in Kafu. Then you come again and you say, uh, did you hear this news from BBC? And the man tells you, uh, I'm taking my child to the school. What does that tell you? He's not interested in the stories you are telling him. He has got something else he wants you to discuss. Are you getting me? Gideon is about his weaknesses. How impossible everything is. God is telling him, I'm not interested in that. I am interested in the victory. I'm interested in you being an instrument in my hands. Praise the Lord. Now, the subculture I was talking about is what the, the devil ministers to our spirits. Every time, it is impossible. You know, intercessory prayer is just for Brother Sudhir. Because he knows a lot of scripture. How many verses can you recite as you pray? And you get to accept the, oh yes, surely this one is for the people who can quote the verses. This, in the God is saying, start praying. 
Even if it is 20 minutes that you can manage, go and pray. Praise the Lord. He will begin to build those 20 minutes into 40 minutes. Then it will grow into an hour. Praise the Lord. God saw zeal and determination in Gideon. And he decided to utilize these skills, these gifts in this man. It changed them to serve the interests of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. I want us to notice some things also under this second point of deciding, making a decision to live. I want to share of a few things. If we go to Judges, Further down, in verse 17, Gideon begins to soften as a proof that God is working in his life. He was a reluctant, a reluctant hero, but God was moving in his life in a new way. Then we go down, we see what God told him to do now. He has tested God in verse 36 with a fleece. He has done everything possible. But then God begins to act in his life. Says, take your father's young bull. The second bull of seven years. Second point, tear down the altar of Baal. Point number three, cut the wooden image that is beside it. Point number four, then build an altar for God. Praise the Lord. Now, four things that God wanted Gideon to do down later as you follow the, the, the scriptures. And these things are not easy things. One, he has been specific that I want you to take your father's young bull and he specified the second bull of seven years. So God is going to speak to you specific things in your life that must be taken out. Praise the Lord. These are the things that have been holding you. I don't know them. You know them yourselves. And as the as, as the Holy Spirit ministers to you, you will know where your weakness has been. Praise the Lord. The second point, he says, tear down the altar of Baal. If those things have become a form of a God in your life, God wants you to tear. Now, there are two things in which, two processes which you can divide a piece of cloth. Either you take scissors or you rip it apart. Praise the Lord. If you take a piece of cloth, and you rip it apart, you tear it, it's a violent act. You are not careful how the shape comes out. But when you take scissors, you are specific on what you really want. Praise the Lord. You have no care of the output when you are tearing. That's the word that God is using. Tear down the altar. That which holds you back. God does not want you to hold, to treat it with the caution. He wants you to say, yes, Kenneth, you have been lazy in your prayer life. Yes, Kenneth, you have not been giving according to the way I want you to give. Kenneth, you have not been dedicated to your life. You have not dedicated your life to me as I expected. Now, if this is my area of weakness... God wants me to take it by the horns and pull it apart that he may have a new place in our lives. Praise the Lord. He has talked of cutting the wood, wooden image that is beside, that was standing. You know the Baal, the place that the father of Gideon had organized a temple. And there was Baal and there was Ashtoreth there. There was this wooden image that is what God was instructing him. I want you to cut that wood. Why? God wants those things that have been holding you back. He wants to demonstrate how foolish they have been. Maybe it is your work. Maybe it is your work. 
you have devoted so much time to your work that, that you have left God on the side. Praise the Lord. You don't, you don't feel like you want to serve God. The excuse you are giving is because my duty calls. The demands of my place of work cannot allow me. But we must face it violently. Praise the Lord. And begin to confront those situations in a violent way. That we may possess that position that God wants us to have. Praise the Lord. Taking it violently. Time is moving very fast. But I want just to come to a point and say, Abraham, there are examples of people that took drastic decisions in their lives so that they may become blessed of God. They decided that enough was enough. And they decided, they chose to move out of that position of comfort. Abraham was called. All God told him in Genesis 12, all God told him, come out. I'm taking you to a land. A land he did not know. A land he had never heard of. But he just took him. This man decided to go. We know the end of Abraham's life. A blessed man. Praise the Lord. And the relationship with Abraham, between Abraham and God, changed. God started calling him my friend. He became a friend of God. And we know what a friend is like. You know, I see organizations operate in a very different way. You can find a CEO and the, line, the managers immediately below him are there. But he has got another friend who is below those managers. That man seems to know a lot about the company than the man, the, those who are supposed to be the immediate, those who deputize the CEO. We see it. You have a boss, you are the deputy to that, that boss, but you get to learn from somebody else what is going on, and the boss has not told you. And it's official business. Why? Because that boss is a friend of that person. There are some things which are secret, but is willing to share with the friend. Praise the Lord. When we decide to come from our position and engage God at his, his calling, he makes us his friends. Praise the Lord. And he makes our life even better. The secrets of the kingdom are diverted to us. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we need to make a choice that we are not going to remain in that place anymore. Results of living. The results of living. As I've shared, you become a friend of God. You are blessed. In 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3, we see men who are suffering from leprosy. They were at the gate but they took a decision of faith to move. Now, this man said, why stay we here until we die? They were asking themselves, why should I stay here? Never experiencing what God is doing in the lives of people. Until we have said, oh, this is for pastor. And this is for the choir leader. This is for, of course, for me, I know if I joined the choir to sing, Everybody will be off key. The first, the first stanza we will sing together, but the next one, people will be looking in my direction. And that's why I'm very careful. I've never approached Brother Matthew. In fact, when he's standing close to me, I don't want to sing because <laughs> he may be shocked. <laughs> but God accepts our service. If you choose to join a ministry, God is going to bless you. Praise the Lord. Men who are suffering out of leprosy, they were thrown aside. Nobody wanted to talk to them. Nobody wanted to speak to them. In fact, the entire society had thrown them. That is your position. Stay there. But in this particular time, there are the people who break the good news of how the army 
of the enemy has fled. Praise the Lord. I don't want to go so much into it. But I'm just trying to imagine these men who are suffering from leprosy. The challenge they had to put on the uniforms. Because they, the Bible says they carried silver, gold. They went and hid. Then came back. They fed themselves well. Why? Because they took a step of faith. They knew in the city there was death. If they continued staying where they were, there was death. But there was a place where they could take a step of faith. And there was hope. Praise the Lord. This, this afternoon, God requires of you. Take courage, brother. Take this step, my sister. Decide. I have been in this level of my Christian life for so long. I want God to do something new. I want God to take me to a new level. Praise the Lord. And God is going to bless us. I'll quickly finish. In making the right choice, each one of us is always given an opportunity. We are all given an opportunity. Everybody. The opportunities are equal. Seize the opportunity. Take it by force. Praise the Lord. Seize it. And God will bless you. The decision is always in your hands. The decision is always on you. God is always willing to act. But the rest remains with you. Are you willing? Are you ready? God is always ready. Do not allow your failures to tie you down. You may have tried to rise up. And maybe you made a blunder in your life. And that the devil is always focusing that. When the moment you want to rise up, he tells you. You remember the day, the day you tried to preach and everything just collapsed? What are you going to do? It's time for you to rise and try again. Praise the Lord. God will bless you. The woman with the issue of blood took a step of faith. Praise the Lord. And she was healed. The man who, lie, who laid at the pool for 38 years, for 38 years, he had accepted that was his position. God intervened. When the right time came, when he lifted his, up his voice, God intervened. Praise the Lord. There is nothing impossible before God. You will always intervene. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of the Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you this afternoon, God. Father, you've challenged us this afternoon. We need to take a step of faith. And I pray that, King of glory, every person listening to this message shall be blessed. We thank you and we glorify thee. Just remain, eyes closed. Please stand up to your feet. Let us thank God for the word what is spoken to us. It's an encouragement to each and every one of us. It is not only physical healing, spiritual healing. If some of you may need help to raise you up, from your spiritual weakness and your strength. Our God is our strength. The Word of God is the strength. The Holy Spirit gives us the refreshing mind and for us to know Him and to have a miracle in our life. Every day is a miracle. Our God is a miracle working card. What is your situation today? Do you need a help? Or if you are still thinking of how to come off, come out or get up from your position, God is here. God is here. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we praise you and we thank you for the time that you are speaking to us. Thank you for your servant. 
Thank you, Lord, for your word of encouragement. Lord, many of us, many times, we do not realize what is our position. But you are always calling us. You are always beside us. You are always watching over us. Yes, dear Father, we pray for each and every one of us here. Lord, as you have spoken to them, Lord, it is not the time alone that you have spoken. Let this word remain in us in the days to come. Lord, speak to us continually. Yes, dear Father, you know each and every one of us. Man can see a face of a man, but you see everyone's heart, O oh Father. Everyone's need is known to you. Lord, it is you who lift us up. Yes, dear Father, we lift you up, O oh Father. Lord, we are, our help is only from above. You are above. Yes, dear Father, we commit ourselves before you. Lord, be merciful to us. Speak to us continually. Convicts us. Lord, corrects us. And edify us. Encourage us. Lord, give us the heart to serve you. Lord, serving you is not favoring you. Serving you for our Lord. And it is your commandment as for Father. Lord, it is your command. Help us to obey you. When the call is given to each and every one of us. Father, give us the heart of obedience. Listen to your word. Obey your word. So that we will be a blessing of Father. We will receive your blessing of Father. Yes, dear Father, today we are praying each and every one will receive your blessing. Because in the days to come we will come forward. Lord, to serve you and join in any of the ministries of Father. As per your calling and our commitment of Father. Lord, we pray the church is a serving church. The church is a loving church. Yes, Lord, we love you and we will serve you. This is our commitment in this day, O Father. Let your anointing be upon your servant, upon your children of today, O Father, in abundance, so that in the days to come, we will come and testify your goodness and your power, O Father. And that will edify others. Lord, in our days, we will want to see a great miracle in this land, O Father. As it was in the days of your children and your time, O Father. And the earlier church, the same thing will happen in these our days, O Father. Give us the power. Increase our faith. Help us to stand on our faith, O Father, to see the greater thing, what you are going to do through us, in us, and in this land. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Amen. Let us share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness. Peace. peace. Holiness. Amen.